Good morning, and welcome to Being the Change Now. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning, Ashwini. Our assignment for this week. The fourth paramita, Virya, has many translations. Zeal, vigor, persistence, diligence, heroism, enthusiastic effort, energy. Everything in life takes an investment of energy, and suffering is no exception. When attention is on egocentric karmic conditioning, self-hate, the energy investment is in perpetuating ego identity. As the life force is siphoned off to maintain ego structures, we experience its depletion as a lack of vitality. Our enthusiasm for living diminishes if we don't actively tend the flame of the life force. Isn't getting old simply the weight of the personality engulfing the light within? Enter Virya. So long as attention is fixed on the delinquent ego, it cannot be fixed upon God. And the ego, which lives upon attention and dies only when that sustenance is withheld, cannot be dissolved in the divine light. Aldous Huxley The word virya comes from the Sanskrit for the strength of a warrior. Spiritual practice is a heroic undertaking against what Gandhi called the worthy opponent and what we call egocentric karmic conditioning self-hate. In the battle for attention, the means by which ego channels the life force into self-maintenance, the indomitable spirit of the warrior is indispensable. Willingness, we say, is what's here when I doesn't want to. Resistance drains enthusiasm for all life-affirming activity. In fact, the nature of the ego process is to undermine access to the source of energy, making it impossible to find the willingness to attend to life. The practice of this paramita is to diligently cultivate the willingness to nourish the life force and to diligently starve the ego of the attention it needs to survive. The practice of this paramita is constant devotion. Devotion connotes a deep and abiding love that summons forth loyalty and courage that transcends me. As awareness practitioners, we are devotees, surrendering the illusion of a separate self at the altar of unconditional love for the sheer love of it. In this practice of virya, we find the love life has for itself. The quality of determination that is virya is fueled by life's exuberant desire to experience itself as all that is, especially in those places where barriers to self-realization exist. As we focus on this perfection, we are counseled to keep two things in conscious awareness. The first is an attitude of enthusiasm. Delight, vivacity, and well-being grow only if we approach practice joyfully. Zest for practice breeds zest for life. An investment of energy generates more energy. Vigor comes from being vigorous. If we don't practice with zeal, the weeds of ego, resentment, resistance, apathy, lassitude, indifference, guilt, self-hate, take over the garden of existence. The second component in the practice of virya is a clear grasp of the consequences of unrestrained attention. The adage, what we practice is what we have, fuels the motivation to persist in our practice. If we don't practice choosing the life force, we're pro- we are practicing not having it. The cost of a wandering attention is not just reinforcement of old karmic grooves, but the attrition of the very receptors to bliss. This week, we practice virya by making and keeping a life-affirming commitment with wholehearted enthusiasm. The commitment can be anything. 
to exercise daily, meditate, be kind, smile at trees, make gasho and doorways. You choose. The attitude of mind we keep in conscious awareness as we undertake this commitment is gusto, zest, relish, curiosity, abandon. Resistance will arise as busyness, distraction, forgetting, laziness. Practice is becoming a trustworthy guardian of the life force by choosing to keep the commitment in the face of resistance. Embrace the warrior within. Enjoy liberating the energy from the suffering ego process. Make a recording that reflects the devotion of a practitioner as a lover of life. Practice rejoicing in simply being alive. As always, R.L. All right. How exciting. <laughs> yes, indeed. Kind it's of, our first it's column. thrilling, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, just to hear you read it, it's like, yes, here we go. We can do this. All right, here we go. All right, here's our first caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Oops, here we go. First caller, you are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Sandy in Berkeley. Hey, Sandy. Hey, I am excited to be unmuted. Um, <laughs> this is fun. Um, yes. Yeah, I, um, it's been a really fun weekend. There's been this kind of accidental experiment um, in response to the reading, I think, but not really like ever figured out or planned, which has just been like, um, I like that word abandon and like experimenting with breaking the rules and um, like I woke up on uh, the middle of the night on Friday night and normally I would like lay in bed for an hour or two or whatever it took and just try to rest and I was like, well, what if I just get up? So I got up. <laughs> And I made coffee, which is breaking the rules. And then I did some baking and I listened to Christmas music. And, like, I made chickpeas. Like, I did all this stuff from, like, two to, I don't even know. Like, I don't even think I went back to sleep. But it was just, it was fun. Fun. Yes. Like, you don't want to do it every day, maybe. But it was fun. Well, and, and what's so fun for me about what you're describing is, you're breaking rules. Well, it's your life. You know, who said, and boy, talk about a tyrant, told us all, you have to sleep for this many hours every single night, and it has to be between this time and this time, and if you don't, well, if you don't, you have a problem, but you certainly cannot choose to do something different. That's the... the the breaking the rules, right? That's uh, it's not like you're breaking the law. You know, you're not stealing something from your neighbor's garage. You know, you're just getting up when you're not sleeping and seeing what that's like. Yeah, yeah, and and it's interesting how I feel like these kind of recommendations that that you know, things like um, kind of healthy habits or, you know, spiritual, unquote, habits or even, like, practice commitments that we make. It's like there's this thing where I, I feel like egocentric karmic conditioning, self-hate can hijack them, and then they almost are used oh, as a absolutely. 
depressing. Like, as you talk about in the depression book, it's like squelching down the life force. It's like, well, you know, like, don't go too far. Don't go to excess. You know, you'll be tired. Mm-hmm. 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 And it just yeah. becomes like a buffer. Yeah. Like, it just wants to put me on repeat, like, eating the same tofu yes. dish and, like, doing all this boring stuff. Right. Like, no one said I had to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're a spiritual person, you have to meditate a, cert- a certain way every single day, preferably at the exact same time. And if you don't, then there's proof that there's something wrong with you. Well, that's not, that's not awareness practice. Right? So you're right. Everything, even the very best of stuff, ego is going to figure out a way to use against us. Yeah. Yeah. And I ended up kind of spontaneously, again, it was like on Sunday afternoon, it was like, you know, the conversation I had was like, oh, I'm bored. I should go hike or run, but I don't want to. And then, I don't know, I just, it was like, I recorded and listened when I saw I was in that practice and it was like, okay, how about we get the broom and we we sweep? So I swept a little bit and somehow, again, like I don't even really know how it happened. I like thought of the Marie Kondo book, which I have never read, but is on my Kindle. And then I like read a little bit about it and I like completely cleaned out my closet. And it was really fun. <laughs> I wasn't planning to do that. You, you rebel. You are getting just downright dangerous. I know. And it's so absurd, like the um, extravagances. You know what I mean? Because like ego would say, oh, well, you should be doing that. But it would never yeah. support me to do it. That's right. In fact, support you not to do it. Yeah. Right. And keep it a should. So let's find out. So life loves you. Life is you. Life is definitely on your side. And so let's just see. Let's just see. Okay, life, what now? What now? What now? And we're just guided into the happiness that we are. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Sandy. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thanks, Sandy. Oh, sure. Yeah, just Making crazy that. people here. We're supporting people to get crazy, Ashwini. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I love it. I love the word abandon myself. <laughs> and it's that place, you know, Sherry, where uh, conditioning always makes content out of process, right? The, the meditation is not about bounding energy. Not restrain, it's not restraining the energy. It's supposed to free it. And yet yeah. that constant manipulation of being able to take what is, uh, what what allows us to be in touch with freedom and tamp it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that exuberance yeah. Just, is such yeah. an aspect of existence. I mean, you just have to pay a mm-hmm. little bit of attention to tune into that, exactly as Sandy was doing it. I sweep the room and suddenly all the energy becomes available to do whatever life wants to do in the in the moment. And it's not what I should do or what I have to do or what is the right person thing to do, which is just such a burden on the life force. Yeah, and it's not even the uh, thing to do to take care of yourself that will be fun. You know, we'll go for a run or go for a hike or actually uh, what drops in is cleaning the closet. Mm -hmm. And it's utterly joyful. Completely, (laughs) completely. Yeah. All right, here's our next caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourselves? You've called? Well, I've called, right? Oh, sorry. Hi, sorry, I just got interrupted. Sorry, this is Laura. Hey, Laura. Sorry about that. Um, 
So um, I had a cancellation this morning, so I was able to call in, and um, I feel like actually that just what just happened feels like what I'm in right now. I'm I just feel like I'm. Um, so what I did this weekend with the uh, is I recorded the um, assignment, and I've just been listening to it on loop constantly, and there's just a lot of layers of. Um, I just don't feel like I've been just identified for just a really long time, and I just can't seem to shake it. And uh, and I didn't want to put myself in the queue because of this, but I wanted to put myself in the queue because of this. So, hmm. um, so I just listened all night long. It just been on loop all night long, and I just felt really supported in that. And uh, and it's amazing to me when I listened to you read it this morning of how I heard things differently just when some when it's read with, you know, different intonation, you know, whatever. It's just um I'm just really just practicing just trying to be here as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It it is it is very much that warrior energy we're talking about, right, Laura, it doesn't feel like it to you because it's, a, it's just barely holding on or barely surviving. But that is through the identification. But that, that impulse, that n- not willing to let the thread of life go is precisely what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah. sometimes the only thing that's available in the middle of uh, uh, an ego assault uh, because the circumstances are challenging, right? right? I mean, it's one thing to just be able to be in places that are hard in your life. That's right. one level of challenge. But to have the suffering uh, layered on top of it uh, is just, it's like being battered. Yeah. And so that impulse that says, this is not, this is not, E- even in the midst of this, I, I, the, the truth of what, it, what is, uh, that support, that willingness to stay connected to uh, the life impulse, the life energy, doesn't go away. Right? And, and, and as you said, listening to it, listening to, that, to the recording on loop is, feels supportive. You couldn't explain why it is. Yeah, and yet it's the it's it's what what hold, what holds us together when it feels like we're coming apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hold on to the little the um, um, the nuggets of of um, truth, uh, for lack of a better word. And every time, like I listen, there's you know one word that'll just resonate and just I'll mm-hmm. stick with that for a little bit and then you know the, then the next time I come around there's another word so it just mm-hmm. I'm just I'm here so I feel like you know um sometimes that's that just got to be enough absolutely it does it is enough right and the word that the word the way you said it is so uh, poignant i am here because that is the ultimate truth right the the life force when the life force stops animating the form that is Laura, you cease to exist. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But right. it's not, and, and it's, such a, it's such a reminder that 
we have to we go through life we go through circumstances we go through challenges and the life force goes through it all it's horrific and what we need is something that 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 force to take care of the human being having this difficult experience yeah however however that gets supported right right yeah. so thank you everyone thank you laura And you know that's where the the trust and the faith and the the hope and the strength that that's where the vigor comes from, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that growing relationship with when it feels like there's nothing there to sustain me, and realizing, but there is, because I'm hanging on, mm-hmm. and what I'm hanging on to is that, and what's hanging on to me is that, and mm-hmm. uh, and we're we're going through this, and every time I go through. One of these, I'm, I'm different. I'm stronger. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm more that, and less this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Here's our next caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, it's Jill in Philadelphia. Hey, Jill. Where hey. Are you in? Um. Well, I was uh, reflecting that, yeah, when I'm in ego, like, only one thing, see, it only shows me one possibility. And, and um, when I'm not, I mean, it's, it's just endless possibilities um, of uh-huh. um, what's, what's available to do. And um, I have so many examples of that. I mean, one was I injured my fingers recently. And I, um, through the um, Sunday workshops um, tying your Chitenge, I had committed to cleaning up this little part of the block. But my finger, you know, my fingers are in bandage, so I, I kind of went back and forth about like, well, you know, what is taking care of Jill and what is like tying my Chitenge, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I, I decided to just try it. Let's just get the cart and go out there and see if it, you know, if it starts to bother me, I can turn around. And um, I did it. And it was so fun. Uh. And, um, you know, this young man stopped uh, by and, I mean, he stopped when he was walking by me and just like was chatting with me and was like, it's so great that you're doing this. And so I told him about the project. <laughs> and it was just like one of those things that, um, I think, I don't know, it just, it just showed me um, that there's a lot of possibilities and, um, yeah, so, when I'm not... So two, two, two things about that, Jill, two things that I particularly love. There are lots of things, but two things. You remember, of course, when it was the one, the one thing that's available to me leads to two bad choices. Yeah. Remember the two bad choices? Because <laughs> that's where it wants you to go. And the way you thwarted that was, well, you know, this is what I want to do, and this, these are the circumstances, so I'll just go see. If it, if it doesn't work, if it's too hard, if it hurts, I, I'll stop and do something else. I'll just see. So back to that what now life. Well, get this, this go, yes, there, ma, mu, na, ha. And then pretty soon, <laughs> there you are. And, and there's nothing stopping you. In fact, mm-hmm. all of these possibilities open up, including lovely people who stop by and 
want to engage in a conversation about uh, possibilities, and, and it's all, it's all, there was never any danger. You were never in any danger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boy, and it reminds me of the, the hummingbird step that was talked about last week, and just the, yeah, what now? You know, that, that even, even my going there and doing this, ego could take that and be like, okay, this is the plan. Do it, you know? And, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. you know, hell or high water, hurt or no hurt, you know, all of that stuff. Right. And instead, it's like, this stuff, this stuff, how are we doing? How well, is it, you know? Well, beautiful. And with that, with that, Jill, uh, the, you know, part, if you fall for that, hell or high water, if you go with hell or high water, you know you're going to go unconscious and you're going to hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because that's exactly. the setup, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. good. So good. So, so good. good. Very, very enthusiastic about it. So. Yes. Um, very yes. warrior-ish. <laughs> yes. um, delightful to talk to you. Thank you so much. Lovely to hear from you. Okay. Take good care. Bye-bye. And that is that really is the practice, right, Cherry? Because it's that place of the the voice is attempting to make sure that you don't. There's no energy to tend to life. There's no energy for exploration, and that's really how to get around resistance. It's the let me see. I only have to yes. Uh, I only have to have attention on the on this moment. Whatever it is, yes. the smallest gradient that will move the attention from resistance to presence. Yes, yes, Whatever and that. there's that that feeling in it of the world's best mentor being there with you. Oh, yes, absolutely. And it's such a training philosophy because what conditioning would say is I have to run the marathon, not That's right. I have to put on my shoes and take the first <laughs> two steps because the yeah. resistance isn't putting on the shoes. It's not in running the marathon. That's the, yes. that, that the training is just so precise. I have to get over yeah. that moment of discomfort, that inability, yeah. that lack of energy to, to put on my shoes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, the other thing that uh, I've seen in both of these conversations, uh, all of these conversations, I guess we've had all of these conversations this morning, is that um, just this, mm. right? J- the, 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 and, and none of it means anything. Yeah. And it doesn't mean anything about me if I do it or if I don't. What I yeah. do doesn't mean anything about me. That's and that right. is taking such a big weapon away from the ego. Yeah. Well, if you run the marathon, then you're the right person. Yeah. But if you don't, yeah. well, then that means blah, blah, blah. No, I'm going to go out and see what this first few feet look like. <laughs> yeah, well, and I don't know. And then, Sandy mentioned it in the depression book, right, Cherry? When you don't have any energy, which is what the voices have done, right? The resistance is an absolute lack of energy. To contemplate running the marathon is an impossibility. There's not enough energy for that. So what the training principle is the recognition that all you need is to open the aperture so it is so small that you can you can let that first drop of energy be whatever the action is that there's energy for. 
Yes. So for me it was, well, can you get out of the chair? Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, okay, I'm out of the chair. Yeah. Okay, well, can you make it across the room? Yeah. Yeah. Without that self so so good. it's possible. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what you were talking about. It doesn't mean anything about me that the only thing I can do is to tie my shoelaces. That's right. Yeah. That's right. It, it doesn't mean anything except I'm a hero. Exactly. I'm a warrior. <laughs> yeah. I'm a warrior. <laughs> All right. We have time mm. for one more caller. So next caller, and I live All on right. the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Good morning. This is Kim calling from Vashon. Hey, Kim. Hey, Ashwini. So, wow. I think that last conversation you just had with Sherry really touched where I am because I'm seeing um, the not taking it personally aspect really clearly with this assignment, kind of unintentionally, because um, my commitment was to make a show again. I mean, I'm also in the commitment um, buddies program, and so lots of commitments, and conditioning wants to get a hold of them and tell me that, you know, if I miss one, I'm a bad person, I'm not the right person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, con- it's that same place we, we often come back to, right, Kim, where, uh, where two things that are not related get confused by conditioned mind. Right. Keeping, right. a, keeping a commitment has nothing to do whether about nothing to do with whether you're a good person or not. You're a good right. person, and you either keep or don't keep the commitment. They're not related. But if it can convince you that they are, then it can make you feel bad. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, it sort of it sort of branches out to again dealing with my bodhisattva husband, who, you know. I just had such a such a success, a practice success over the weekend, dealing with, you know, conditioning coming from him, ego coming out of his mouth, and for once, just seeing that it's not about me at all. And there was the energy, the the very very was there in in that, and there was this, what would have maybe a couple months ago you know, just taking the wind out of me, just swept the energy away and just had ego saying, if you could only hold your mouth this way or if you could only do whatever, that, that he would be happy, just wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And so this is the, uh, the, big, the big piece of not taking it personally. It just was magnificent, and I felt that little bit of drunk with power. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we are. Yes, drunk with power because all mm-hmm. the life force comes out, right? Uh, yeah. Kim, and what you're talking about, that's what happens in interactions. And yeah. that's what ego's gunning for all the time. If it can make it about me, then yeah. the energy gets, the stuffing gets knocked out of us. Wow, this person who I spend my life with and who supposedly loves me is saying this to me and negates me so utterly, right? That there's no energy left. And that is what taking it personally. It becomes about me. And, and if, that trans, if that confusion between performance and being a lovable good person who receives love as a consequence of performing is, is, is completely bought into, then that's what happens to us repeatedly. The, the, the conditioning shoots an arrow, devoids us of energy, and we, we just feel like crap, <laughs> right? 
And so whether it's circumstances or people, that's the process that we're caught in. But to have the practice of being able to just be there, to be there in that moment, watch the arrow come towards you and for it not to uh, rob you of your energy because it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with ego. Really is makes us feel so powerful because all the energy is ours now. Exactly. And it's, it's the same with the commitments. It's, you know, it's the commitments. It's, you know, it's, it's that same, you know, the piercing of the arrow and the deflating of the person and the, inter, you know, all of a sudden yeah. it's, there's a small self. There's, it's such a separating, yeah. uh, it such, creates such a self really quickly, a oh separate self. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and to recognize that, that is the, that's the process. The self gets created and then uh, feels bad, right? That's really yeah. what the process that we're in. So to, and something that you said, right, Kim, I mean, the commitment is a structure that is, that is ostensibly to support you to be all that you are, to express all that you are. And as we were talking about with Sandy, it gets turned into a, a, a negation, a, a way to negate what you are because you're not going to keep, keep the commitment and you're being programmed not to keep it. And yes. the only way to get all the energy back is not to play the game. We have to not, not buy into what it means about me or uh, all of the stuff in the ego world in order to have the life force to, within quotes, break the rules and have a good time. Yes, yes. And that, I mean, I think that's where the energy comes from is that it doesn't matter and it doesn't mean anything about who, there is no I for it to mean anything about. And, and then... Like the beautiful thing was that there was a little bit of compassion, you know, that came, I mean, for, for my husband, <laughs> you know, which was really, which was helpful. And then, you know, compassion for, for the authentic, for my, myself, or in quotes, you know, who got so many other of the commitments done, but maybe just this one piece didn't get done. You know, there was just the, the bigger picture, the, the backing up and the yeah, connection, right. so. What a lovely definition of compassion, right? Because it's an expanded awareness that understands all of the mechanics of what happens. That's really what the compassion is. Here's ego coming out of someone else's mouth because they're being subject to it and projecting it outward. And here's a a disappointment in the absence of keeping a commitment, but not because the person's a bad person. And, and there's just that expanded, that distance that you're talking about where everything can be viewed impersonally. That would be such a wonderful definition of compassion because it's so much understanding. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Gasho. Thank, Thank you. Thanks, Kim. I love that image of uh, the arrow comes at you, right? And the arrow is bringing you energy. Mm. Uh, it's a very energy. Um, old, actually a very whole, old um, Hindu uh, imagery, uh, Sherry, that when you are, when you bow, right, bow to the energy of the universe, anything that's an arrow gets transformed into a flower. Ooh. And so, Ooh. you know, nothing can harm you because you, yeah. you are, you're not, life you're is not. just, Giving you flowers. That's right. There's nothing that, that it's, it's sort of metaphorically how we can, I mean, nothing in life harms life, right? And so the arrows yeah. of ego don't, don't 
pierce through, pierce, I mean, they can't harm you. They're, yeah, yeah, I don't know how else to say it. Yeah, well, I like it. I, I'm going to, I like that I'm, I'm probably an old Hindu. Me too, actually. (laughs) 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 All right. All right. Thanks, Ashwini. Thanks, everybody.